Welcome to the We Three Winning Team Podcast. My name is Eugene Gatewood. And I'm Latanya Gatewood. And we cannot believe that we just crossed 21 years of marriage. I kept you around. I know. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. I mean, honestly, for me, it's like, when I think about it, 21 years? Like, I... 21 years ago, it's not that I didn't expect us to last this long, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's gone by, honestly, so super fast. Mm-hmm. And so it's just uh, really exciting. But anyway, we're excited about officially, you know, launching our, our podcast. This is episode two of our podcast. And uh, as we've said in the last one, this is not about us being the experts in marriage. This is really about us. You know, not telling you what to think, but just giving you some things to think about. We just simply reflecting on who we are and what we've done. And hopefully um, you can learn from some of the mistakes that we've made and even some of the wins that we've made as the winning team. So um, I know that this is a, a, a podcast for marriage, but. This, we believe that this is podcast for everyone. So no matter where you are on your marriage journey, this is for everyone. So if you want to be married, if you want to stay married, if you newly married, all of the all of the above, this is for you. So um, we hope, as Eugene said, that you we can share some things to make you think, um, share some. <coughs> opportunities to be able to learn or look at marriage even differently uh, because we are lovers of marriage Uh, we believe in marriage Uh, we believe we are cheerleaders for that so whenever we hear from young people or older people who are deciding to um, to get married uh, we are excited about that because I think um, society and the world kind of tells you something different about marriage but how we feel about it is that um, it's it's important it's value um, from a Christian perspective it adds to the, va- the to the kingdom it's what God has ordained and so um, we just get excited about it and so we are thankful that we get this opportunity to share um, with you and our views on and not our, not necessarily our views but just how we see marriage and what's important to us mm-hmm. and one more thing I'll add is that I know we talked about this is a the winning team the W the we three winning team podcast but as she was saying about all the people aspiring married, but but especially those who are single or even considering marriage, um, we we love to sit with, we love to spend time with uh, young adults, and so I think the right time in order to have a successful marriage is to pick them right, That's and right. so it, it's before you even uh, say, <laughs> "Hey man, I pick right too." So it, it's before you say, "I do." And so I think that it's a it's a it's important for us to have the conversation uh, before you say you do. And we're, we're going to get into that as well. But the setting the right expectations. So even if you're not married, but you're an individual thinking about marriage, uh, we think this podcast is for you, too. Mm-hmm. So 21 years. That's so, what it is. Um, you know, it's been 21 years. And so, again, as we just cross this, this um I, and when you think about the number of people who have, uh, when you think about the number of people who, or I should say the statistics of marriage, most people don't last this long. That's right. So I'm going to throw a question at you. So think about, you know, maybe you could ask about, you know, when we first got married or think about um, even from this perspective, like, what do you think it was that that's helped us to 
to stay married for 21 years? Yeah, I think initially, I think when I think back to my perspective of marriage um, prior to, even though we we did marriage counseling, we did um, even, I think we may have talked even a little earlier about how we had a whole, what we call family life series at our, our old church, which I just believe was God ordained because um, neither one of us, um, we are both from single parent households. Um, my parents were, were married, but divorced early. And so neither one of us really grew up in, um, you know, with within a married family in a nuclear family as as um you see sometimes yeah, right in tradition and a traditional family mm-hmm. and so um i think our my personal concept of marriage i think initially was that you know i do um i i i don't want to say do everything that he says but it's all he's my husband so he's the head of the house and so that means he gets to he makes all the decisions. He, um, you know, from what we eat to what, how to pay bills in the house. And um, very quickly, I, I believed in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I learned that um, that just wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't fair to him. Um, and so I think I changed that. My perspective shifted over the years to this concept of, team uh and really being able to say that he should not carry the heavy and the weight of the family and the family decisions and what goes on and even things as simple as well where are we gonna go out to eat and i'm like i don't know i don't care whatever you like and it's like now he has to make all the dinner decisions <laughs> like no um so but but uh, even thinking about that like what what do you think caused you to have that perspective of marriage given that you were saying that you grew up in a household that did that where you didn't see it, but where did you get that that thought from? Because I know quickly, it, it very quickly it shifted because that's that wasn't even what I expected from you. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if it was something that I was uh, projecting or requiring. That was just an expectation of a wife that you decided to carry. Mm-hmm. But where do you think you got that from? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question, and I'm so you know I could blame television you know I could uh, and blame is probably not the best word but you know the imagery that I've probably seen on uh television maybe um I don't I don't really know I just think it was well this is what is supposed to happen in Mm -hmm. in marriage and and again even being in in our that family life series that wasn't necessarily said to me but I think you know when you think of even from the Christian perspective, and I'm going to say the S word, that submission word, uh, I think that for me, in my mind, it was you do everything, I submit to what has, what you say, you know, and no, that's not what you ever thought of, but, or said to me, but I think again, just like, that just didn't, that doesn't work, that didn't work for our family, that didn't work. Um, and, and I think for, for me, I realized that that's not who you married. You know, you married LaTanya, mm-hmm. the individual LaTanya. And um, it was important for me to bring that to the table and not this version of 
a wife that you didn't even really want. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's actually a very key point because we often talk about, you know, this winning team and everybody. We said this in the last episode that there's no I in team, but there are individuals. And mm-hmm. I think you just said a very key point is that when we got married, I married, I love, fell in love with Latanya. And then when you became a wife, it was almost as if you were like, okay, I'm no longer Latanya. I'm now a wife. It's like, no, you are not the roles that you occupy. Mm -hmm. You're still Latanya Gatewood or you were Latanya Redding. And now you become Latanya Gatewood. But and that's who I was. um, That's who I had grown to love. So Mm -hmm. it's expect it was my expectation is that you would continue to do that. And so so for me, when I think about, you know, my. I don't know, 21 years ago in my perspective or concept of marriage, the same. I didn't have a a a, a married uh, couple that I that, that I grew up into the same household with. I did have an aunt that was married. But mm-hmm. other than that, not many other people around me mm-hmm. were married. Even in my neighborhood where I grew up, it was a bunch of single parent families all around me. All of my friends who, who were my closest friends, they were mm-hmm. all single parent yep. uh, households. And so that's just uh, what I had always seen. And so the family life series that, that you are referring to that we both went to at church when we first got engaged, um, it was eye opening to me because one of his first questions he talked to the series was talking about the expectations of a husband and the expectations of a wife. And I think what that did is it caused us to have some very deep conversations in regards mm-hmm. to what do you expect from a husband mm-hmm. and what do I expect from a wife? But I think also in that it, it helped me to say, what do I expect from me as a husband? Yeah. And so it caused me to even get to formulate, um, you know, how I would you know, lead and act, you know, to be the, the priest, provider and protector of, of my household. And I, I learned that, you know, from mm-hmm. that, or I should say it caused me to think about that in that series. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, that was one of the first times I started to say, wait a minute, you know, because, you know, you said that you were, you know, uh, looking at it from a perspective of submitting to me. But, you know, if we're going from a biblical perspective, it says submit one to another. Mm-hmm. And that, the funny thing is, I remember him in the um, the first questions, one of the first questions Pastor Jennings asked, he said, you know, wives, would you be willing to wake up at at two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to cook your uh, husband breakfast and almost all the women mm-hmm. moan like no nah, I ain't getting up at no two <laughs> o'clock in the morning if he asked that me. and so me. then he went on to teach for six weeks about about the expect or the expectations of a husband and then later the six weeks later he then said all right remember when I asked y'all if y'all were willing to get up and he said you know for the husband he's supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church and Christ was willing to die for his bride mm-hmm. so if christ was willing to die for his bride meaning the husband is willing to die for his wife then is it reasonable for you to just get up at two o'clock in the morning and cook him something to eat mm-hmm. yeah yeah so <laughs> i'm still a work in and progress and i still ain't got my two o'clock I'm in the morning breakfast <laughs> a work in progress yes i am yes but, i am because i like sleep I do. But again, the thing is, is that it was never an expectation for me for you to get up at two o'clock in the Mm -hmm. morning because I know that you do like sleep. And so I think that, you know, when we think about this, this we three winning team, I think that the thing for me over 21 years when I think about the concept of marriage is I believe that we have evolved as individuals. Mm -hmm. But as we've evolved as individuals, 
we've stayed connected because we've we've um we've partnered in this thing called life mm -hmm. to make sure that we compensated and evolved with one another so that we can stay a team. And so there was one definition that we looked at um, when we were talking about what is a team. And so a team is defined as a group of people or yeah, a group of people who perform independent tasks to work toward and accomplish a common mission for specific objectives. Mm -hmm. And so when we really break down the team, I'll start with you. What is that? When you put that definition of team in a concept and in, 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 in the context of a marriage, because I believe that most marriages fail because they don't look at them as a look at their marriage as a team. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about winning team, what do you think has made us a winning team over the last 21 years? Yeah, I think as it relates to that particular definition, um, it's the common goal part of it for me mm -hmm. um, that I think becomes pretty vital in a in a marriage. Like you're not gonna always agree. Like just human nature won't. You know, that's just how we're designed. So mm -hmm. we're not gonna always agree. But at the end of the day. What's the common goal? You know, what are we working towards in this family, in this household? And then figuring out what that looks like. You know, um, we've, we've watched a lot of basketball. Um, <laughs> we have. Thanks to our amazing and wonderful son. Uh, we have spent a lot of time on the basketball court. And I think even as we were evolving the winning team, um, a lot of the analogies that we saw on the court when things weren't working well, what what impacted the team when they were not win, winning, um, when someone wanted to be solely on their own agenda and not look at the greater good for the goal of what was to be accomplished, which was to win that game. Um, then that impacted the team. And so I think that's the same, that common goal, as simple as that sounds is so vital to the marriage team, um, in, in my opinion, for, for me. No, I agree. And I think I think that's what honestly has always helped us is that we've been able to reflect about the common goal. Mm -hmm. And as opposed to us trying to be right, I think what we've done is we've said, all right, what's the common goal? What's the mission? If it was to get out of debt, if it was to buy a house, if it was mm -hmm. to raise our son, um, you know, those are the things that we looked at and we said, all right, if the goal is this thing, anything that we're doing that's contrary to that, then we were able to self-regulate and, mm -hmm. and check ourselves and say, all right, that's against what we were trying to do. Now, of course, that don't mean that we did. We always agreed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there would have to be conversations. But but even and especially I can't wait till we talk about the team aspect of raising our, our kids, mm -hmm. because what I loved in this part, it says the individual task, a group of people or in our case, two people who perform independent tasks. Those independent tasks may not always be the same, yeah. but they may complement one another because yeah. there are some times where you got to play good cop, bad cop. There are some times mm -hmm. where one person has to give 100% when the other person has to rest. And so I think that, you know, just like you said in the basketball basketball court, you know, you do have positions and roles mm -hmm. that people play, but just because I'm the point guard don't mean I don't get rebounds. And mm -hmm. so I'm sorry, y'all, for all of the, the sports <laughs> references, but they're going to come and they're going to keep coming. Basketball. We, we're going to talk about them a lot. Or but, football. Yes, but I, but I agree with you is that the common task is what kept us centered mm -hmm. to say, hey, what are we focusing on as a team during this season? 
And if there was something that, and, and we didn't always agree initially. And so sometimes you had to have a conversation. You had to have a huddle to say, all right, let's, let's get into this huddle and have a conversation about what the common tasks are. So I, I love the fact that we started off with that definition. So yeah. we're going to break that definition down a little bit more because again, I think that one of the primary things that as we're thinking about the winning team, it's funny how in the context of the world, the team, the team process and aspect makes sense. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're on a team and if you're watching a sport and you're watching any sport and you see two team members fighting each other, most people would go, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like you're on the same team. Why are you fighting one another? Mm -hmm. But why don't we take that same strategy or that same concept and apply it into the house to say, that's crazy. Why are we fighting? We're on the same team. And so I think that that's the thing that we have to figure out. And that's why I love the the phases of a team. And we won't get into them this episode. We'll yeah. get into them on the next episode. But when you know, and it's very common, we talk about them all the time. If you're in corporate America, you've been in business, uh, you've, you've worked anywhere, you've heard the concepts, the four concepts or phases of forming, storming, norming, and performing. The same thing is true even in a relationship. And sometimes if we don't take our time to figure out, you know, how do we form this team? And that's how you pick them. We talked that's about it. that early. How do you form this team? And and I'll just give one example. If if you're if you're the star basketball player and you're trying to form a team with another person and even though you see a person that's a star football player, if you don't have a common goal and you know one person is trying to do a slam dunk, the other person is trying to score a touchdown, although they may be number one in their individual sport, mm -hmm. is that the right person to put on your team? Mm -hmm. You may have to look. You might be a good shooter. You may need to find someone who's a good dribbler or a good rebounder. Just because they're number one in their respective areas don't mean that that's the right person that you're supposed to form a team with. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we have to really identify, you know, it's appealing. They look good. They're attractive, mm -hmm. but are they the right person for you? Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, I know when I, I met Latanya, that was a conversation that I had to have with myself because I started thinking about, and, and maybe I was way too young and going way too deep, but it was like, look, you know, how is she going to be as a as a friend? First of all, who is she as a person? And then if she's going to be a good a good friend, it's like, all right, maybe I can try this girlfriend thing. And if she's a good girlfriend, then maybe, you know, she has the potential to be a good wife. And if she's a good wife, what could she be a good mother? And if she's a good mother, can she be a good partner? And maybe those are a little bit flipped. But again, sometimes we skip from. From the from the friend straight the to the wife, to the and you can't trust a big button to smile. So so again, we're gonna spend some time going over those phases of a team. But right now, um, I know that you always have some rapid fire I questions do. for every episode. So we're gonna jump into these rapid fire questions before we dive into the before we sign off and go on to the next episode. So I really only have like two today. Are they rapid fire? Or are they or is it gonna take me a long time to answer? Um. Don't take a long time to answer. I'm just going to say that. So you need to answer, but don't take a long time. Okay. Okay. All right. So question number one, why marriage for you? Why marriage for me? You know, honestly, I can't even say that I, I've ever, I was a person who dreamed about mm -hmm. being married one day. 
I think that, you know, you and I were in a relationship and um, there's a difference of somebody being with you and for you. Mm. And so what I realized is that I have been with several people, Mm -hmm. Uh, but being in in the course of being with people, I don't know if they were necessarily for me Mm -hmm. because they were they were doing things that I would call were selfish. Mm -hmm. And so what I realized with you was that you were a person that was not just with me, but you were for me. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that, I was like, wait a minute, this might be a young lady that I may want to keep around for a very long time. Mm -hmm. The other thing was that how I initially realized, even before I got to the with and the for, you were just a good person. You were just Mm -hmm. a cool person that I didn't mind being around Mm -hmm. often. And so for me, it wasn't just about love because please hear me, love Mm -hmm. is not enough. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is that you were just a good friend. You Mm -hmm. were a good person. So then once I realized not only are you a good person to be around, then I realized, dang, you were for me. Then that made me say, okay, that that can equal Mm -hmm. to a couple of forevers. And so, you know, we can... You know, oh, keep you, you like around that. for a little while. You like that couple of forever. You know, time. yeah, throw yeah. it in. Okay, that's good. My girl good. Layla. That's good. That's not Layla. Who is that? Chrisette Michelle. Chrisette okay, Michelle. Okay, my bad. That's, that's not Layla. <laughs> okay, all right. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I would say for me, why marriage for me? Um, again, I I agree. We were we were friends, um, and I enjoyed spending time with you. Like I wanted to, and you challenged me. Because I will admit, I am a spoiled brat. Lord help um, me, Lord Jesus. And you knew that getting to getting into this, so you know what you got. Uh, but you challenged that wasn't scary for you, uh, but then that you challenged me to be a better person. Like you challenged me to try some things and not be so dependent on my family or my mother and just like who was Latanya? What do what do you want? What are the things that are important to you? And so you definitely pushed me out of some comfort and was like, I don't care that you pouting about something. So I was like, oh, I might have to keep him around for a minute. <laughs> and if I didn't keep him around, I think my family would have divorced me because <laughs> Yes, Linda, I'm talking to you. She <laughs> loves him. Um, my uncles, my aunt, too. everybody. So I think they would have divorced me if I had not kept him around. But again, it was that knowing that we could grow together. So um, so I wanted to do that. I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be part of my world. That's so. great. Okay. Uh, wait, I got one more question. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. One more question. One more question. Um, so what have you learned about you over the last 20 years? In what have I learned about me? Um, so what I've learned about me, honestly, I, I learned this a lot during this, that COVID season, because mm-hmm. I think life slowed down enough where I was able to just spend some time reflecting. And what mm-hmm. I realized is that I was a repressor of my feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and so over the course of time with me, and, and I didn't realize how it impacted the marriage until COVID. So again, I'm telling y'all, this is you know, we 20, almost 18 years into our marriage and I'm still realizing things about me. And so what I realized is not only that I repress my feelings, but I also realized that um, I do have feelings. Mm. And so sometimes how that manifests itself in the marriage is that I would just not talk about it Mm -hmm. and I would just hold it in. And sometimes I would even withdraw from a situation and I I would chalk it up. I would chalk it up as 
in my, one of my only child moments, but really I was in my head thinking about whatever it was. But y'all, when I start realizing this and I start talking about it, then she wanted me to throw all of my stuff back on the yes, inside because yes, it was a lot that came pouring out. And what's crazy is that it was like, I don't know, it was like stuff was being unlocked and I just realized and I would recount stories and things that have happened to me throughout my entire life. And I, it was great for me to just to be able to pour it out. Mm -hmm. But now when things happen, when I feel some kind of way about something, I can easily just vocalize it and mm -hmm. um so over the years i just appreciated the fact that i have someone who didn't weaponize the feelings that mm -hmm. i had That's but good. was there to to listen and mm -hmm. to be patient and i didn't expect her to fix it i expected her to listen but she did offer comfort where you did offer comfort mm -hmm. and you did offer um a safe place for me to be authentically who i was even in the course of that discovery process. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. That's good. Okay. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome, baby. All right, cool. Okay. So again, as we said, we thank y'all for sticking around. We know yep. this episode was a little bit longer than normal, but we expect y'all to stick around. But before we go, as we tell you at the top of every time, we're not trying to tell you what to think. We just want to give you all something to think about. So if you're in your marriage and you're processing and trying to figure out, um, you know, who you are as an individual, here's a question that I want you to ask your partner y'all mm -hmm. perhaps have a little conversation so the question today is what do you think is the hardest part about being your partner or being their partner so just what do you think is the hardest part about you being their partner so just think about it and then y'all have a conversation and throw it down in the chat we would love to hear from y'all please and so again we appreciate y'all hanging out with us today on the we three winning team podcast please click subscribe share send it to a friend and we'll see y'all again next month peace, peace.